Welcome to Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life Podcast. This is Dana Palmer. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me as I discuss all things to do with health, hormones, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 78. I don't know how many of you are from Texas, but we moved to Texas in November and we just experienced a crazy week of winter storm like never before but the craziest part was that we didn't have electricity or running water for almost a week so talk about making sure that you have your head on straight and i'm so glad if mostly the reason i bring this up is i'm glad that i've done all of the work on myself emotionally and mentally for when a time like that came up when things were really actually in a super primitive situation that I was able to show up. Yes, I did have a few breakdowns, but um, whereas before I had I not done the work and the coaching on myself, I would have been a physical mess um, because of the emotional state that I was in. It was freezing, 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 and um, just being in a dark, cold house, couldn't get out of the driveway because it was icy. We just kept reminiscing of how, you know, back years ago, had I experienced this, the state that I was in um, hormonally, that I would have not done very well. I would have been um, in a really bad uh, emotional and physical state compared to what I, I mean, the only thing that I experienced was really just, um, I yelled a few times because I just wanted clean water. So Anyways, so if you're wondering if this taking care of your hormones, taking care of yourself is worth it, I can guarantee that um, not just for yourself, because a lot of us discount that, although that is the most important reason, there's so much that you can contribute to the world and to your family and everyone if you just um, can take care of yourself on a level, on this level. So needless to say, today we're going to be talking about sleep. So Sleep is one of those a very touchy subject for a lot of my clients. And the reason just is, is because there's so many um, negative emotions that can go into the bedroom and that can influence your hormones. And so that's um, where we get a lot of hormonal imbalances come from. But to start, I kind of want to just tell you some of the most basic physiological things that are going on with your hormones and sleep. So sleep is totally critical for all of your hormone levels, whether it's melatonin or um, sorry, whether it's cortisol, progesterone, estrogen, all of those, everything on a hormonal level is influenced by the amount of sleep that you get as well. So, and as you go through life and you change through different phases, your hormones go through different phases, or even you notice through the month, that you're going to experience different sleep patterns. So for females, your estrogen decreases a little bit with age, goes down, and that's going to affect your sleep quality, especially if you have lower estrogen levels unnecessarily, not just the natural, it's just not happening naturally, but you're having more hormonal imbalances because of the things that you're doing, the things that you're thinking, eating, all of that kind of stuff. So This means that sleep is one of the most important things and should be taken very seriously and set as a priority no matter what phase you're in, whether you're a teenager, 
whether you're in menopause, premenopause, any of those, sleep is super essential to your hormonal health. So obviously that being said, not getting enough sleep can cause all kinds of imbalances and it can throw off your sugar levels, which when you're dealing with people that are trying to lose weight because of hormonal imbalances, this is just an interesting concept. If you're, if you don't get enough sleep, you will most often notice that the next day you're you're lots you're wanting lots of snacks. You're eating a lot, or you just keep getting. You're just not getting full, and that's because that's a hormonal issue that's going on with your blood sugar levels. So what happens is that in your ghrelin, which is another hormone, increases, which tells your body that it's hungry. So you keep this, this hormone keeps producing more and more telling you that you're hungry, but then the hormone that tells you that you're full, the leptin is not being produced. And so you don't ever get full. And so that alone right there, if you're wanting to lose weight or you're wanting to change eating habits right there, it tells you exactly how your sleep affects your hormones and why that is so critical to, to take care of that. Also that being said, you, not only the weight lo- weight gain that could happen with imbalance in your sleep, there's the headaches, the cravings, the mood swings, sexual disorders, PMS. I mean, all kinds of stuff that can happen when the hormones are out of balance. So one of the best things you can do is get a good night's rest, or it's actually one of the easiest things because um, some of the other things people like to say that are harder, but they're actually, none of them are hard. It's just a matter of putting your mind to it and doing it. So also, managing your stress is going to influence your sleep. That's, I mean, everybody knows this information, but basically what happens is when you have high levels of cortisol, this high level of stress hormone, your body has a, a difficult time producing melatonin. And so what, then you just don't get into a deep sleep or it's hard to fall asleep or you fall asleep for a little while and then you wake up and you're kind of awake. It's it's just your body's way of keeping you on your toes in case the stress is necessary to take care of it in the night. So all of these affect your sleep and your uh, hormones from cortisol to progesterone to estrogen, everything is influenced by your sleep and your sleep influences it. It goes back and forth. So I'm going to give you a few guidelines that are super easy to take care of, and you've probably heard all of them before, but hopefully some of them will just be, you can add these in, and they'll, it's just your way, an easy way of adding some stuff to, or adding, subtracting. So basically, cutting out processed foods and sugars is 100% going to influence your ability to sleep and your hormone levels for sleep. Also coming up with a great bedtime routine that has you laying down, preferably has you asleep by 10 o'clock. That means if you need to, if you meditate before bed, that you start to do that, maybe nine o'clock, but asleep by 10 o'clock is ideal. Avoiding your phone, your computer, a TV for an hour before. So maybe going back to, like I said, a meditation or reading, something like that before you actually go to sleep is going to be better. Don't consume any caffeine after two o'clock. If you, if you deal with anxiety, this is a big one, especially those that deal with anxiety that comes on when they're sleeping, really watching the amount of caffeine that you're ingesting. 
and avoiding eating even three hours before bed. That just makes sure that the digestion stuff that's going on, all of that's taken care of before bedtime. So your body can go in, recover, recharge, all of that kind of stuff. Another thing that would be super beneficial is if you do exercise in the evening or later that you try to push that earlier in the day. Also, sleep is uh, is huge in helping you, um, sorry, exercise is huge in helping you sleep better. And that is one of those things that if it's just a walk, whatever it is, but some sort of movement really helps bring that cortisol level down and helps balance your estrogen and progesterone, which then obviously is gonna help with your sleep. Also, one of the last things I suggest is getting out in the sunlight every day for a good chunk of time if you can. So if that means there's a way that you can change one of your activities to go outside a little bit more at lunch, you go sit outside and eat your lunch, whatever that is, but to get some of that sunshine and that simply because that helps your body to produce enough D3 which helps your thyroid, which then helps all of your hormones. So there's some ideas right there. But what I want you to do most importantly with this list is if you go back and listen to this or if you notice right away, what of the items that I listed were you having a lot of resistance to? So was it like, no way, I'm, I can't cut out my sugars. That's just, I'm just gonna have to suffer and not sleep. Or was it ca- caffeine or getting to bed early? But I love my night, my show every night at 10 o'clock. I can't not watch that. Is I want you to pay attention to what your brain told you as I was listing that. Where, was there any resistance to any of those items? So what happens is you have a thought, your brain has this beliefs, these belief systems, and your thoughts and your belief systems is what is telling your hormones what to do. So if you're not sleeping, that's because something has thrown your hormones off, right? And something has thrown your hormones off because of a belief system or a thought process that you are having. So let's go through this. If you stopped sleeping good, after you had a baby, you want to be able to go back and look, when did this exactly start? Obviously, we know with infants, the sleep's going to be funky anyways, but your child starts sleeping through the night and you still have a hard time sleeping. So see if you can really locate when it actually started. We're just trying to investigate and understand when did this start? And sometimes when I'm working with people, I I really get insistent because if we can figure it out, then it's so much easier for your brain to just make this the shift and make that hormonal shift. So if you're getting, I don't know when it started, it's been like 10, 15 years or you know, all of these different things, just give it a second and really just ask yourself to tell you the answer, when did it start? And get you, make your brain answer you. So seeing when it started, what, what was going on at that time? So if it's been five years, what was happening? Was there an issue in your marriage? Was there stresses with a kid, one of your children? Was there something going on in the world that really stressed you out? Like, What was it that was also going on when you started not being able to sleep? And then from there, really being able to 
understand, uh, really investigate what happened. So did I, what did I really start thinking at that time? And it's normally thoughts that you start having about yourself. I see a lot of issues with sleep that have stem around intimacy. So I had a baby, I, my baby starts sleeping through the night and then my husband wants to have sex and I'm just so tired. He doesn't understand how tired I am, how hard I work. And a lot of people just state that as if it's as uh, facts and as like real situations, which I'm not saying that it's not, but that thought process alone will prevent your, will raise your cortisol levels because your brain will then all of a sudden see bedtime as a stressful situation, not as a place to recover and heal, but as, oh my gosh, I have to go give more of myself away. And it's simply because you have that thought process. So really in understanding what it is that you're thinking about bedtime, what is it that you're thinking before bed? What is it that you're thinking about? It has to happen in the bedroom. What are you thinking about the mess in your room? What's actually going on in your brain and your thoughts about bedtime? That is what is influencing your your hormones. So I've seen it with single people. They can't sleep well. And it's simply they don't want to go to bed alone. They don't like having to go to bed alone. They don't want to have to go to bed alone. And so they have all of these thought processes around bedtime that raise their cortisol levels and really stress them out. And throws their body for a loop and so then they can't they're not producing enough melatonin so once you get that investigated understand it a little bit more a little bit more in depth without any judgment just really understanding then ask yourself these questions so what would I need to do in order to change this thought process what would I need to believe about myself what would I need to believe about my spouse? What would I need to believe about my bedroom? What would I need to really start thinking about in order for my thoughts to change about the bedroom and about sleeping? And see if you can just take your brain to a totally different place where it's not used to going. And then ask yourself, what would I, who would I be if I actually got a good night's rest? Who would I be in the morning if I got a good night's rest. And that's another part actually I meant to bring up is maybe it's not the bedtime part that's an issue for you, but it's the morning part. You don't like what you have to do in the morning. So if you're, I don't, I hate having to go to work in the morning. I don't like my boss and now I have to go see them every single morning. Then your brain will produce cortisol, decrease your estrogen and really throw your hormones for a loop, trying to make it so that you don't have to go the next morning. So whatever your thoughts are about morning could be just as influential as the, the nighttime, or maybe you have both situations going on. So either situation, I want you to think about what, who would you be if you got a good night's rest? How would you have to start showing up? Would you start having to get dressed all of the way, do your makeup, your hair, whatever it is you do, and not sit around in sweats and sweatshirt every day? if you actually got a good night's rest and are you going to have to start doing something differently if you got a good night's rest and pay close attention is there a lot of resistance when you are thinking about this like maybe i'd have to go get a job maybe i'd have to start going to school maybe i'd have to clean the house 
like all the what what is it that you would have to do if you got a good night's rest? These are all huge indicators of where the actual hormonal imbalance is coming from and what your body's trying to tell you. It literally is just doing whatever you have thought and given it instructions to do. So if it's there's some thought process that you're having that has told your body, throw my hormones off so that I don't sleep good. And so that's what you want to investigate. That's what you want to um, be able to interrupt and understand from that place. Then you can go in and install a new thought and say, okay, so this is what I really want to be thinking about the bedroom. This is what I want to think about mornings. And you can install any of the new thought processes, but not until you've investigated and really interrupted those past things that are really hanging on. So make sure that you really, if you listen to this, ask yourself those questions very closely, pay attention to what your body's physically physically feeling as you process those and uh, really allow your body to, from a place of non-judgment, allow all of this uh, stuff to come up because the stuff in the bedroom is a very touchy subject. So if it is touchy and you would like some help, let me know. Email me or text, uh, message me your questions on social media at Dana Palmer Coaching. Otherwise, just do this work and really watch how much it changes your your hormones and your ability to sleep well and get a good night's rest. All right. I hope you have a great week. I will talk to you next week. Bye.